everybody, welcome to another Savage Gentleman podcast. I have a pretty phenomenal guest, and I say that by a lot of our, about a lot of our guests, and I, they're all pretty good. But I think you're gooder. Really? I, I think, it, yeah. Um, I think you've got a lot of cool stuff that we can talk about. We've been spending some time together, but this is the James Ellis. There's more than one of me. No, the, the only one. <laughs> and... I mean, I think people, well, that says enough. They know who you are. Yeah, done. Done. Keep Wrap it moving. Yep. Yeah. I, mm. I don't love taking a ton of time, especially when I'm on a podcast. Yeah. Like, I'm like, nobody cares. Just let's talk about the things. Like, I, let's, But I think there is some relevance to a little bit of backstory, and I think hopefully this conversation will divulge some stuff. And, and, and I just like to make it organic. But just a brief overview. Um you know, a, a relatively okay accomplishment being a world champion weightlifter, Masters Worlds, uh, current 2022, right? That's how yes, that works. Sir. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, a relatively strong human being. Um, I'm, I'm arguably good at, the I'm best good at in dancing the world. with barbells. <laughs> Basically. It's a dangerous game. Um, successful business owner uh, owns what I would say is probably the best fitness facility in the state of Arizona, if not the continental U.S., bro, bro. Hammer CrossFit. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I've never been there, actually. So I, But <laughs> I've never worked out there. But I have worked out Phenomenal. with James. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. Um, and, and what I know about you and, and your teaching method and what really sold me is the fact – you showed me your uh, your ethos, your the mission vision. The mission, values. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your value mission statement, and I was like, man, that's that's a lot for what people would typically consider a CrossFit gym. I'm like this is something different, uh, or at least what people's vision of CrossFit is in my mind. And like, yeah, no, you'd be hard pressed to find another place that has the attention to detail and the, the capability that is proven to get someone to where they want to be in the realm of fitness. So if you're in Arizona and you're not training at Hamer CrossFit, you're wrong. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I always wanted to build facilities that I would want to be a member of. Mm. And so that was really important to me. And you know, we've talked offline a lot about just the idea of if I can't do it the way that I would want to do it, I don't want to do it. Mm. Um, and so like the, the gyms are really an extension of me and I, I view them that way. I treat them that way. And sometimes it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to separate the, decouple the, that. Well, the, the business James from the coach James, from the athlete James, from mm. the human James. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of hats. Yeah. A lot of Jameses. I told you there's more than one of me. <laughs> Touche. Shit. I wish there was at least. Yeah. I would make things easier sometimes. Um, why do people get so butthurt about CrossFit? Like, why does CrossFit have such a terrible stigma? Because I'm sure there's people listening that have an idea in their head. And they're like, oh, one of these fucking guys. Um, well, and, it, and it catches a bad rap. And do you I think, want me to try to catch them or do you want me to push them away further? Because I can do both. I don't know. Quite yeah. Um, I find people often don't have very strong negative opinions about things they understand. Mm, okay. And, but also I think that CrossFit has gone in the face of 
what a lot of traditional strength and conditioning methodology has taught for the yeah. last 30 or 40 years. And so the fact that these athletes are as successful as they are is making a lot of people have to look inward in ways that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. I don't like that very much. Um, but, you know, I think people beat up on this idea of CrossFit because, you know, the first rule of CrossFit is that you must talk about CrossFit. And so that gets, you know, th- that's kind of a trope. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, people people beat up on, they see techniques and they don't really understand the purpose of it. And they're like, that's not a real pull-up. What do you got? You're just flailing around and doing stuff. And, and to, to some extent, I think that there is that. There are some gyms that have zero standard. It's just move hard as fast as you can. It's 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 the Krav Maga of fitness. Um, oh, you're trying to get you're trying to get under people's skin. Also. Oh, I'll piss people right the fuck off. Right. What are they gonna do? Fight me? You train Krav Maga? What are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know how I know you can't fight? No, that's not fair because there are some some traditional martial arts, and and we saw this with Jeremy at our event where it's like oh you're a kung fu guy you're like okay cool and 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 in some respects you're right when you see when you hear a label you you're like well i know what that is oh you train karate cool so does my 10 year old niece they call it karate karate yeah Yeah. um and 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 there are people who do things be it krav maga be it kung fu be it karate that are awful at fighting and they were they will achieve some level status in that realm. But then I think there are the people that are after something different than just the name. They're after truth and and, and they're honest with themselves. And in that pursuit, you the expression of it, regardless of the label, you would, would not be able to distinguish um, the training style. Like if you watched Jeremy hit pads like we did out in the woods um, and knew nothing else about him, you'd be like, that dude can fucking fight, right? And and I was you, impressed. Yeah, you yeah. would not just immediately assume that he was a kung fu guy. Mm-hmm. And there's Krav Maga that are the same way. But then there's also you know a bunch of knuckleheads that are trying to do you know um, death no touch knockouts and shenanigans like that. So I think it's important that we yes stereotypes exist for a reason, but we also need to have the ability to look past that and and evaluate something beyond just what the initial. Um, first impression may be. Yes, and. Mm. Right? Yeah. We've, we've been using that phrase a lot mm-hmm. this weekend. And it's actually something that I've I've thought a lot about in the last year or so. Okay. Um, because I think that I, I, I've had the tendency to do the exact same thing, is that I, I will hyper-focus on one modality, one type of thing, and be like, this is the way, and everything else is bullshit. Or it's, yeah. It's, you know, and, and what I've had to come to realize and I think you do this in every area of your life if you're paying attention, mm. is that there are multiple ways to get it done. And and there are multiple ways to arrive at not the same place, but, but similar places. And there are ways to extrapolate the information that you learn from one area of focus and, and take it to other parts of your life and, and apply it and be successful there also. Yeah, I, I think so. And so... This is where I don't love labels because, and this is why part of the reason when we do these Legion events, I'm, I'm purposefully ambiguous because if I tell people we're, it's going to be this, they've already built a framework in their mind. There's a box that they, that, 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 that lives in and it's next to impossible to get beyond that. 
you, you've already built up the ball, the walls, you have that container. Um, and I find that that's limiting, right? So if someone hears CrossFit and they just immediately assume whatever they assume, then it doesn't open them up to like, Hey, there is a gym that yes, has this name in it, but you have hands down the best guy in the world at this, at get, getting, at being strong. Um, and by extension, one would think that he can get other people strong. And if you look at competitions as your teams have been, you're like, yeah, no, he's pretty successful at that. But someone would just say, oh, I don't train CrossFit. I don't want to go at a CrossFit gym. Um, I don't train Kung Fu. I don't want to go that. And I think, again, that can be limiting. I think we, the hard part is it requires some discernment and that requires effort and people don't care much for that either. Oof. Yeah. Well, I, I've said often, if if there were a better methodology out there, then we would be at that gym. Mm. Like, I'm not necessarily beholden to CrossFit. Sure. Even though I've been following some version of it for 16 years now. Yeah. And... Clearly, it's not working. Terrible. Yeah. yeah I mean, don't... <laughs> yeah. You just throw that shit right <laughs> it's garbage. away. garbage. Yeah, Absolute yeah, yeah. garbage. I mean... Um, no, I, I continue to get better in sure. areas that I focus on. Mm-hmm. And that, again, something you can extrapolate and take to other parts of your life. Um, you know, CrossFit is designed to create well-rounded human beings mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the fitness atmosphere. Um, and you can take that mentality and, and again, take it, take it elsewhere and go learn new skills and, and, and treat, treat life like your athletic development where... You know, it comes in, it comes in waves, comes in cycles. Sometimes you're hyper focused on one thing. Sometimes you're in sort of a I hate using the word maintenance phase, but sure. but but sort of yeah. yeah. Life has seasons, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, we're in this beautiful barn right now, and this is a season that I haven't experienced in probably a decade. <laughs> yeah, not in Arizona, you don't. <laughs> yeah, there's there's, I, I think that that physical expression is such a good model and and it's kind of where when we when we have this the, the body mind spirit trifecta or whatever this 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 working idea that we've founded this this on that's kind of where we start that becomes the foundation where it it starts in the body I think because that's just what's most accessible to everyone, mm-hmm. right? And so if we 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 talk, we actually talk about fitness and working out quite a bit with savage gentlemen. People may wonder, what does that have to do with being a savage or a gentleman? And I think that it has a lot. Personally, I mean, it's it's hard to be a non physical savage. I think it's paramount. I I, I, I don't yeah. think you could accomplish it, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, like, you, they just don't work together. And so when you build that foundation, and, I, and, and personally, I think it, it generally starts with savage and then we refine it to gentlemen. You can do that in the other direction. And there are plenty of people that are far too gentlemen that need to hone in on their, sandwich, on their savage. So again, we put the gentleman part down and we, we really dial in on the savage. And then the guys... Like down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, no, no. We, so we, we start then with the savage. Okay. And then what, what happens for the guys that are too savage... We don't necessarily just put them right into the gentleman. We we also have to like clean up their savage because their mind, you have a guy that's like, well, you know, if I'm a man, then I got to go out and, and, you know, I got to be a tough guy and I got to go and, you know, we're drinking beers and we're watching sports. And it's like, I know that's the, the, the 
societal understanding of masculinity is just like man cave esque sure. little box where mm-hmm. you drink beer, you smoke cigars, and you watch football. Watch and, other people work hard. Yeah, and 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 in my mind, you're you're larping masculinity. You're not actually living it. You're 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 vicariously experiencing it and then calling it masculinity. And that's not. I mean, people are like, "Fuck you, man!" The football yeah, season's. We're not going to have any listeners by the end of this. I mean, you know, we'll we'll probably cut our listenership it by half. So what is what's fifty percent of three? <laughs> uh, well, you, me, and Sarah will listen. Yeah, we'll listen. Yeah, yeah we'll enjoy. Um, and and this isn't to beat up on on anybody's thing. It's just to encourage folks to look beyond to what their their own immediate boundaries, right? Again, this this idea of building containers, and this is your idea, and there's nothing else. It's like, well, maybe there is something more to my experience on this planet than than what I currently have, and and a part of the idea of savage gentlemen is 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 somewhat aspirational to either show show you, hey, there's other stuff. Look, we're doing it, or if we can't highlight someone who is, or just expand that horizon a little bit to just encourage you to start looking. Maybe we don't have the answers, but surely there is more out there than what you're experiencing. And maybe you should go, I don't know, knock on those doors and and, and see what's behind there. And I don't know where I was going with that. Where were we? That's all right. Um, Well, maybe to like, so we don't lose everybody right away. Um, I will say, I mean, I love... Sports. Sure. Um, I've been an athlete for I mean, 26 years now mm-hmm. in organized sport. And for a really long time, I mean, I was, I had, at one point, I was a part of four fantasy leagues, nice. uh, fantasy football leagues. And at some point, though, I became older than the guys I was watching on TV. <laughs> and I started thinking to myself, like, there, I, I don't want to, I don't want to give up the lifestyle that I've worked so hard to create. Mm. And so, like, I will. Again, seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I put I put that in my back pocket, and I go go do other things, and I can pick right back up anytime I want to, um, and I can go hang out with my buddies and and go watch a football game. Yep. Um, in fact, like uh, yeah, later this season, I've got I've got tickets to go see the Cardinals. Nice. Um, so like we'll it it it's just there's so much more to me than that. Yes. Right. And I it, think that's it's multifaceted. I yeah. think that's where it stops is people pick their archetype they pick their thing mm-hmm. i'm this guy i'm football guy i'm sports car guy crossfit guy i'm crossfit guy yeah. and we don't extend beyond that and, and i think that that's and i don't think we're generally penalized for that in this day and age mm-hmm. whereas you know a hundred years ago if you were only one thing your family wasn't going to survive right you needed to be adept at several things you needed to be able to you know hunt for things, grow your own food, fix and build things, you know, I mean, these basic survival elements. Yes, and. Okay. Um, I think that communities were a lot more close and tight-knit then as well. So you actually, I think, you could specialize in one thing and be the hunter or the builder or the the blacksmith, and you could more accurately or adequately rely on those around you to pick up in the places where you're not good. And okay. I, I actually think that one of the things that I, mean, I personally struggle with most is this feeling like I have to do everything myself because there's no one else I can rely on to that level of 
Yeah, yeah that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I like that idea, and, and that's what, what makes it a yes and, where it's like, I, I think arguably guys had more useful skills across the board. Mm-hmm. You know, at a certain, we have more knowledge at our fingertips, and, and now we can Google and YouTube. And, and, and but I think about my can, grandpa. Some people can type 130 words a minute. Yeah. You know, 98% accuracy. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Albert said over the weekend. Okay. That's what he's. Yeah. Wow. And like, that's that's wildly impressive to yeah. some guy who, like, I still henpeck sometimes. Sure. And, like, and, and, and there's a utility in that. Yeah. Right. And, and, yeah. and this is this is where, you know, I don't want people to think that, like, oh, man, Josh only likes dudes that can do this. And it's like, no, no, no we're looking at yes and. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. do your thing, be good at this. And, like, I don't need. I don't need my accountant to have, you know, a, a, a 300 pound plus snatch. That's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's cool that he does, but that's not like integral to, to that. Like, that's not the, the quality that I'm looking for. What I'm looking for is someone who's willing and able to put in the work to um, get themselves to, to a high level. And that I know that, man, when the chips are down, that guy's got my back. And mm-hmm. I think for men, it's hard to convey that in a digital realm. And it's hard to convey that in areas that are not physical expressions, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, okay, I saw that you did this amazing spreadsheet, and that's very impressive. But that spreadsheet, you know, if, if we're in a... Um, we're in a vicious cockfight, um, and you got to keep your head on a swivel. That spreadsheet doesn't mean much, and so I'm not sure that I know where you're at in that realm. And so sometimes the the physicality, that body component, where you know we're standing shoulder to shoulder in something, really drives home the point of like, yes, I can trust this guy. I know he's capable of what he says he's capable of, um, because the way you do. One thing is is generally the way you do all things, and and there's a disconnect. I think it's you can't the body doesn't lie, but we can we can see some of these other areas where it's like, man, you can be amazing in in something that's very cerebral, but you're you're utterly useless in everything else, and I think that that um, in modern society can go largely unchecked. And then guys get to the point where they needed that thing that they never developed because they didn't need to. They didn't recognize like, oh, man, I probably should have taken care of my body a little bit more not to be some, you know, world champion. But just so that I so, you know, this vessel can support the thing that I'm actually really good at, which is the spreadsheets or whatever. That was exactly where. Yes. And Mm -hmm. um, the the spreadsheets are incredibly important. And but. It's not a single life's not a single spreadsheet, right? right? It's it's a combination of of hundreds or thousands of them over mm-hmm. the course of 20, 30, 40 years. And if you're not taking care of your body, then your ability to continue producing high level spreadsheets yeah. um, diminishes over time. Yeah, your ability to pay attention for that duration, um, I think, diminishes over time. Uh, and and if you're if you're sick, it's it's very difficult to continue producing high level work. Yeah, and, 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 and I think for men, there is this, whether we want to believe it or recognize it or not, um, there's, a, there's a, something inside us that is, that is telling us, hey, you need to be more of an asset than a liability. Oh, absolutely. Right? And, yeah. and I, think, I think any man who is struggling with something, it's because they haven't, they haven't 
secured that. They they don't they're not confident in where they stand in that in mm-hmm. that um, dichotomy there. And so that unknown creates a lot of tension, a lot of anxiety, and we have guys walking around wondering, like, you know, it's a self-worth issue, right? I don't know my self-worth because I'm not actually sure if and when and how or why I am an asset. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not an asset, then uh, there's a good chance I might be a liability. And that can become, you know, soul-crushing. And any, any, any of us has ever felt like we weren't useful or that we could be more and we're not, has been in that kind of pit of despair. It's not a lot of fun, no. right? And 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 um, I don't think our society today is very well adept at helping guys find and and know when and where they are an asset. And we, we, again, we try to like conform everyone to this box and everyone's got to be productive and you've got to do this and you've got to have a nine to five job and this house and this, you know, 401. And, and, and you have to, and it's like, man, not everyone is cut out for that and that's okay. Um, and we don't give people the tools to, to figure shit out. We just want to like crowbar them into this thing that we call uh, being a man or being whatever, a, a good citizen. And I don't know that it's a, it's, it's a one size fits all in the reality of it. And I think it doesn't leave, doesn't leave room for any, any outliers. And I would argue that as individual as people are in some capacity, we're all outliers in, in one way area or another, you, you have outliers. I, I, I encourage people always to find something to go all in on mm. and like and, and just take it to the limit of your ability, whatever that limit is, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be world class. Um, but it's it's you then understand the intricacies of whatever that subject is. It could be it could be weightlifting, it mm-hmm. could be fighting, mm-hmm. it could be accounting. Yeah. Um, it could be I mean literally anything. Um, but until you've taken the time to become a specialist in something, I don't think you have a reasonable appreciation for what other people who are specialists have gone have gone through yeah. and, and, and had to learn to navigate. And I also think that, you know, we talked a little bit about this offline too, that the best things in life sort of exist along the extremes. Mm. Um, either, and we, I think it was in the context, again, of fitness, like most of these dumb conversations are. <laughs> Uh, but, to the hammer, every problem's a nail. Hey, you know. Hammer um, CrossFit, TM. <laughs> will make you stronger than your strongest excuse. It's, yeah. I love that line, yeah. man. I mean, that that is like, say that again a little bit slower so people can hear it. Uh, we will make you stronger than your strongest excuse. It, yeah, I mean, there, good, there's man. a lot of weight behind that. Um, and it. I know that I mean, probably the first 20 minutes of this are like, it sounds really elitist or really condescending, really like, <laughs> if you're still listening, yeah, if you, it's just, you know, we shit. had to, we had to thin the herd, man. We had to get rid of the riffraff in the first 20 minutes. There you go. You know, um, but <laughs> <laughs> more elitist bullshit. Yeah. Sorry guys. Um, real assholes, but I really, I'm speaking to myself. Oh, hundred percent. And I like, I don't think, and man, I I'm, I'm care. I want to be careful because even this conversation can sound. Oh, I've, I've, I've I hate when people talk in the past tense about struggles mm. um, because I 
fucking struggle all the time to, to maintain the level of, of conviction that I have. That's a really good segue. I think your, your particular struggle, because you were, you were telling me something earlier from this that, that occurred during the event. And I guess this would be a good time to introduce a little bit of context. Sure. Um, I was just going to throw out to you like, James, why are you here? And then, or is that, is it, or... I, I, well, I just wanted to see where you went, like how you took that. And then I, um, well, man, I'm here, I'm here for a lot of reasons. Uh, I'm here to hang out with my buddy, Josh. Okay. Um, I was here to, to see what the Legion was all about, mm-hmm. um, because I'm, I'm basically an outsider. Yep. I don't, I don't often join things. Yeah. And I kind of came into this as, well, like. Sure, I'll I'll come and help out, mm-hmm. and but I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my camping gear, and you gave me the out to sleep in my hammock sure. and to be off site and mm-hmm. to do whatever I needed to do, and and that was what I intended from the beginning, and then I got here, and I met the the other guys, and I mean the very first thing we did was paddle through. Um, I mean, can you even call that a river? It was a swamp. Oh, swamp creek. Yeah, river adjacent. <laughs> Asterix. I mean, took somewhere. us over three hours to get less than three miles. Yeah, it was it was uh, a slog. Yeah, it was it was a little adventure. Mm-hmm. And 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 for a just a taste of context for those of you that may not follow every single thing that we do on social media or mm-hmm. on our email list, which shame on you, why wouldn't you be? But we did just wrap up our second Legion event. Um, this is a live in-person event where we have guys come out and we do cool shit. And so James was kind enough to come and join us and lend us his expertise and experience. And it was really good for us. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll, I'll, that's a good segue, Josh. Um, <laughs> <You> fuck. <laughs> yeah. Because a similar question was asked to me around the campfire of why, why I was here mm-hmm. and and I said exactly that. I was like, well, you know, I thought that me coming or and you guys doing this, it would be really good for you guys. And, you know, then 18 hours after like meeting all these strangers, I'm like crying around a campfire. <laughs> and not not to like turn anybody off to that idea either, but it's um you know, there there aren't many opportunities where men get to to spend that kind of quality time together. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we're, we're often just looked at as the, the, the provider, the, 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 the guy who, who needs to go establish resources mm-hmm. and like, hey, go, go figure it out. And oftentimes we go it alone. Yeah. And I've been that person for a really long time and it, it's landed me a, a decent amount of success, but also it's exhausting. It's lonely. It's, it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. And it's not a good way to live a life, I don't think. It's not. It's certainly not the way we were intended. I mean, mm-hmm. this idea, this this alpha sigma male mentality, where where guys, you know, beat their chest about going it alone, and I don't need anybody, and I'm this outsider kind of thing, um, being a, a source of pride, is. It's not as romantic as John Wick would have you believe. I mean, and I think people have a hard time. Uh, separating reality from fantasy and, and, and you can assign yourself whatever Greek letter you want to. Omicron. Sure, why not? I don't know. I'm a I'm a I'm a pie male. 
All right. Sure. 3.14 Just go on to infinity, bro. Okay. Boom. Where the hell do we go from there? No, Nowhere. I'm done. <laughs> Fucking everyone be a pie male. Um, and, and, and you don't, under, you know, we don't seem to understand that within the context of our evolutionary pattern, you know, if we're using wolves as the analogy or alpha male, like as an alpha of the pack, mm-hmm. like the lone wolf dies hands down every time that motherfucker is not surviving for very long. Um, and so trying to put that on a pedestal and then pretend that that is what we should all be striving to do. And, and not to say that, again, sometimes you, you have to do what you have to do to survive. Um, and, and we are if nothing if not resourceful. But imagine were you to just stop, get to that point, hey, I'm by myself, I'm making it, and I, I have – that's good enough. Good is good enough. And, you know, now you wear this badge of honor and you make this identity being a lone wolf. How much of your life would you have missed out on? I mean, certainly for whatever it's worth, you probably wouldn't have indulged in this experience. Absolutely not. Right? You know, I, and I was, it was brought to my attention on more than one occasion that I was the only man of the nine of us without a wife and children. And, and it, which was interesting because I've never really looked at it as I mean, that's not it's not a negative thing, and yeah. it's actually it's not something that I don't want. Sure, um, it's just something that hasn't necessarily been in the cards for mm-hmm. me yet, and um, it was really interesting to learn or to to be able to almost like look up to people who are there already because mm. um, many of them aren't. I, mean, I I was maybe the youngest person there, but only by a couple of years. Yeah, and I think that it's it's good for me to see how much more of my life like I have to look forward to. Um, because it, it's difficult I mean, to take it back to what we were just talking about. The I've been an athlete for that's like, that's been my identity, yeah, uh, or a large part of it. Mm-hmm. And I've been a gym owner for six years now, and uh, and a multi gym owner for three or four or something. Mm-hmm. And it's taken up almost all of my resources, and I haven't gone on vacation in six years. <laughs> Right. And so why am I here? Part of this was like, I turned 37 this year, mm-hmm. um, actually in maybe two weeks or okay. something. I don't know what today is. Happy birthday when this comes out. Hey, thanks. Probably be. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm trying to learn to take some time for myself and, and do a little bit of, of self-care, sure. like legitimate self-care. And which, which to most men sounds like a bunch of rubbish. Yeah, right. right? Um, especially when you... When you <laughs> you fit try to f- cram that into this the hustle culture you gotta grind mm-hmm. right and where's your where's your axe real quick oh. we're gonna use a prop here um so imagine if you will i mean this thing is relatively sharp and i'm holding a, a an axe that i have here that i've finished the handle on it looks pretty nice i think i do say so myself um this this axe actually belonged to my grandfather um, who, who passed away. And so I, I got that from him and it was pretty dull. It was pretty rusty. So what did I do? I, I had ground the edge down and I honed it. And we talked about this around the campsite with the stone. It's like, there's nothing wrong with that. To sharpen the edge is, is important to make a useful tool. But if I, if all I did was grind on this at a certain point, I don't know how long it would take if I'm grinding it every day, you know, one year, two year, ten years from now, I'm gonna be left with nothing but this wooden handle. 
Um, and so, so yeah, no, we need to teach people to work hard. You can't be, you can't just sit around and do nothing and expect things, you know, to go your way, but you, you can't exclusively grind. You have to take that time to, you know, you, you brought up a, a, something that I really love, um, this almost mantra of pursuing something, but never at the expense of the vessel, right? It's like, man, I'm going to add to this as much as I can. I'm going to, you know, and continue to try and improve in as many ways as I possibly can. But it, but if I do it to the point where it is, you know, causing irreparable damage mm-hmm. to the vessel, to my body, to this thing that contains my essence, I'm not actually getting ahead. And I think people miss that mark when it's something that's generally less physical, like a job, right? You know, you have a job, you're sitting in the office, there's like, I'm not doing anything that hard. But but aren't, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You know, the amount of stress that guys have um, and they have no ability to release it because they, they feel like they can't have self-care, they can't take that vacation. Hashtag no days off, bro. Um, and, and, and anyone who has lived in the fit, physical fitness world and has achieved anything worth achieving, because there's people who, who don't take days off in the fitness world and they will wear that as a badge of honor, but I have yet to see a single one of them ever be a world champion at anything. You had, you had no, days where you rested, exactly right. Yeah. right? Yeah. And you, I think especially when you're working that hard, you need to rest equally hard. Again, yes. it's living life on the extremes, <laughs> right? I'm not. I love living on the extremes. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And so when I when I rest, I rest hard. Yeah. When I go on vacation, I go on vacation for three weeks, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, yeah, that's what this is. Yeah. And so um, this happened to perfectly, I don't know if I would say perfectly uh, fit in, but I made it work. Yeah. Um, and I've enjoyed every every minute. And I yeah. don't, don't want to leave now. So. <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> we can cancel that plane ticket, man. There you go. Um, and there was something that was said that I, that I wanted to finally circle back to. It was a long way to the well. We might have lost all the water, but that's okay. Um, you're the perception of who and what you are. You were saying that you're like, man, I have my own struggles that mm. people don't often recognize. People just make assumptions. You know, they see you in this dapper vest. Um, they're like, well, this guy's got his life together. Oh, you're a world champion weightlifter. Oh, you're a CrossFit gym owner. This guy's super squared away. And, you know, in talking with with Albert, one of the guys who came out to the event, mm-hmm. right, you, you know, he was very surprised to hear that, like, wait a minute, you don't just live perfectly every single day? I think it was very eye-opening, and we don't ever see that from people who achieve great things. <laughs> they're... they're no offense, but they're kind of just as fucked up as the rest of us. I don't. Yeah, I wear. I, I so maybe I wear that like a badge of honor. Um, maybe. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I'm, I'm. I'm joking. But honestly, I've been. I've been very, very lucky to have so many people in my life who are who have done things at an exceedingly high level. Mm. And because they're close to me, I've also seen all of their struggles. Yeah. Or not all of them, but but some. I've been able to peek behind the curtain a little bit. Yeah. And, and see into them and it's interesting i mean that is that does seem to be a common it's like a human universal it's like you know it, it sounds trite to say you know everybody's battling something you know nothing about or or, yep. or whatever but man is that true oh and, yeah and with the people who 
who come into the gym and I, I hate like I never want to call them average or general population because I think I think just that simply the fact that they're deciding to walk into a CrossFit gym separates Puts them. them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, and but but they come with common struggles and they're mm-hmm. you know I I deprioritize myself and my fitness and my health for this job for this family mm-hmm. for this for for something and and now they're they're either by want or need having to take care of that vessel mm-hmm. and because it's getting it's getting sacrificed and it's getting whittled down and it's it's getting to the point where the damage can quickly become irreparable yeah and and how many people i mean we look at the state of our society you look at the metrics and the numbers of the, the you know the the health metrics or rather the lack thereof and it's like oh, a lot of people have fallen into that you know and and they don't recognize it until it's arguably too late or or so far out of reach that the prospect of getting it back is 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 inconceivable um and and I think that that's tragic and I think that we don't offer enough introspective opportunities um, there's, and, and, and I think this comes from what you touched on earlier, this idea of community where we're seeing what, where other people are going mm-hmm. and how they got there. You know, we used to exist in, in a, in, in a tribe type setting where it's like, you saw that path of that elder, you know, from the time you were this big to the time they, they finally expired, you know, you got to see very intimately. I think you, you sent me a quote that, that part of the problem I think it was younger that that part of the issue that we have is we we have this facade where we don't get to see and we're not as in close proximity to other humans experience and so we build this false narrative of who and what they are. I never thought a CrossFit, you know, guy, a, a guy who's as fit as you, who's as capable as you would struggle with any of these things, you know, was the conversation mm-hmm. that that you had. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think technology and specifically social media only only exacerbates that even further. And so this is where a real world, real life community is so important where we have guys that can, and we, and we allow them to peer inside our life. Like you, you got a firsthand view of what I've going on for, for better or for worse. You got the raw uncut (laughs) version of Josh Tyler. And you know, I, I, I think it's hard for us to expose ourselves in that way and to be that open and, and and people sometimes will mistakenly i think use this as vulnerability you're like oh, man guys you should, we guys we just got to be a lot more vulnerable to each other and i don't think that that's wise i i hate the idea of vulnerability there's no positive um connotation to vulnerability in my in my personal opinion this may no, be semantics it sounds to me like exposing your belly yeah and then yeah I, I don't, I don't like that. Idea. No, there's no, a, no there. I mean, but I think open being open is, is necessary, but I can only do that when mm-hmm. there's trust. Yeah. I've, I've worked out with you. I mean, taking everything, what I knew about you. I mean, I knew enough about you that you were good at weightlifting. I didn't realize how current I thought that was. I mean, I just found out yesterday that you are the current world champion, not like, <laughs> And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm a shitty friend. But that 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 really didn't matter that much to me. I just found out the weights that you lifted to, to earn that. Mm. All I know is that James is strong as fuck. Cool. But what really sold it to me was in when when we met each other however long ago um, at nonprofit, 
<laughs> and that heinous workout that we did together. Oh, you, God. Remember that, that, that one? That burpee chip over. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Dude, it was gnarly. Yeah. And I and I watched you do that, and you had no reason to suffer as hard as you did, and yet you did anyway. Um for the benefit of the group, essentially, it wasn't for your own gain. It was just like, hey, for the collective, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise the vibration and I'm gonna fucking send it. And I was like, yes, that's my dude right there. That's the kind of people that I want and need. And so now that you, that I, that I've seen that I can stand shoulder to shoulder with you, I can expose my belly. Mm-hmm. You can tickle it, and that's fine. <laughs> Whatever, it's cool. <laughs> that too much. I was going to try to go further and I just... You yeah, just decided I, I, you not know. to? Yeah. Okay, that's fine too. Um, but we, we don't have the... We don't often have the mechanism to create that. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I, I think, are very fortunate in the circles that we travel in that we get that opportunity. But now imagine, if you will, you know, most of the guys who were not former professional athletes who are doing whatever it is they're doing, where do they... Where do they get to find that level of camaraderie to, 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 to build the trust that is necessary, to have the openness that is necessary to create the mirror to reflect their true self back? Where we've been, man, we've been beating each other. Not beating each other. I don't think it's bad. But I mean, it's like, man, I've been tossing stuff at you and like, and you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. And then same thing. You'll give me a nugget of realization and I'm like, damn it. Okay, but that's only because I can let you in. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's because I think we both trust each other to have each other's best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. Like I, I only want to see you succeed. Yes. Right. And if I can help along the way, I, I would gladly. Yep. And I think the same goes in reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Where do you go from there? Well, the question is, where do we create that? Where do we create the container, the 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 opportunity for guys who otherwise do not have that? I'm going to take the long way around okay. and let you do it. serve up the, the the final blow. But I mean a little bit more about my story. My I think I mentioned this over the weekend. My earliest memories are of me living with my mom in a one bedroom apartment um, where I slept on the couch. Mm-hmm. And then my mom had a she I don't know which or the order of which has happened, but um, she got remarried. She had a daughter, my you know, my half sister. And then we moved into a two-bedroom apartment where she and I had a room. Um, and so I shared it with her forever. And in that environment, I knew all of my neighbors. Um, and we looked after each other. I was a, call it a latchkey kid, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I learned to be very, very self-sufficient at a young age. And, you know, there was a, like Auntie Deborah across the hall and... <laughs> Yep. And and people took care of each other. And it was it was my whole life I had this this feeling of like I just can't wait. Like the single family home was something that just felt completely out of reach to me. It felt like like that was something for rich people mm-hmm. and like I like oh man, if I could only if just that if, if and and I I I worked and I I like and I I made friends with schoolmates and whatever and then and eventually um, I played soccer. Soccer was the first sport that I got into, then wrestling, mm-hmm. and then I got into high school and, and just continued to uh, branch out. And I became friends with those people, and like they kind of took me in. 
And then I graduated high school. I was the first person in my family to graduate high school. Um, I went to college because that's what my friends were doing. And I was like, okay, cool. I want to go to college. I knew nothing about it. And uh, I, I made it through. I had some fun, some fun stories to, mm-hmm. to you know. And, and life had a very, very clear upward trajectory until I was out of college and on my own for real mm. and had absolutely no idea really how to be an adult. And I, like, I, I kind of reverted back to what I knew. Um, I still worked really hard and I, I luckily I found a purpose early um, because I, I think that that's the thing that kept me from going completely off the rails. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I, I struggled with alcohol for 17 years yeah. and I quit drinking at 30. So like you can do the math. Yep. Um, Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so, and, and that just proceeded to get worse through, through most of my twenties. But at 28, I bought a house. Um, you did it. Yeah. Congratulations. It was, and, and mission accomplished. I thought now all your problems are solved. Right. And then I immediately had this like overwhelming urge to get the fuck out. Um, I can't like, the, this is scary. I mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, it, it didn't, it still didn't feel right. And so I bought, I bought a Volkswagen bus and then eventually a, a full size bus that I moved into um, because it was mobile and it had yeah. wheels and living in a van down by the river. Absolutely. If I want to, or a Walmart parking lot, or at one point next to my own house. <laughs> sure. I was renting my house out Airbnb in order, in order to pay bills. And, yeah. uh, and I was living in a bus next to my home, and be, and I guess I see. I'll jump all over the place mm-hmm. a little bit, but I also mentioned earlier that I've been doing CrossFit for sixteen years. Mm-hmm. So that that started in two thousand seven, and was I mean that's a whole other story that somehow makes its way back to Mark Twight mm-hmm. and nonprofit. Uh, which, they always do, right? It's everything's just kind of full circle. Um, but my my point is, I found the CrossFit community when it was in its infancy Mm -hmm. and it allowed me to be a part of something, a group of people who enjoy, seemed to enjoy the experience of hard work Yeah, and people who understood the correlation between effort and outcome and, and really used the word communities like it, not loosely, but like, like for real. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and everyone was willing to, to, make small sacrifices for the for the greater good. And again, we talked about like I, I am so lucky. Like I I I don't I don't often talk about all of all of these things in like I feel like I have a lot more lately mm-hmm. because they seem relevant sure. because they seem like it can help a lot of people. Yeah. As as fucking hokey as that sounds. No, I, it it really isn't and this is the part that I think this is the element that's missing is that willingness to share and and if if we can't find a place to tell our stories and and get them and have other people who need them to hear them no one is ever going to everything that you've done is is kind of pointless if no one gets to share that experience right mm-hmm. if you learn to become a world champion at something and then in no way do you share that process with another human to to learn something from man what a selfish fucking prick 
You know what I mean? Like that is the, that is the most, like that is, that is the definite of narcissism to me, mm. you know, of, of just like, I don't care about, I don't care enough about anyone else to, to help anybody. And I think sometimes we feel, um, diminished, you know, whatever we did isn't good enough mm-hmm. that, that who really cares? I've just, I've just, it was a master's world, not, wasn't, wasn't the Olympics, Okay. Yeah. Cool. How many humans on the planet do you know that can snatch, you know, three ten or can can clean and jerk three eighty five or whatever it was? I was gonna say three eighty. Uh, three eighty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Three. All right. I was gonna say I'm at three eighty, yeah. but then the my five, best I didn't want my to best jerk it. was three eighty five, but Fuck. it was off blocks. That's gross. That's so but, stupid. Yeah. 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 And only it was, and it was off blocks only. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. and so you know we we. We downplay our own experience because mm-hmm. it is our experience and that, that normalizes it. We have a normalcy bias to the things that we do, not realizing like, I'm sorry, how much? You know, most, a lot of people would, would struggle to deadlift 385, let alone get it over their freaking head. Um, just, just getting that off the floor is a big achievement for, for a lot of folks. And so if we, it, we're doing a disservice to, I think, whatever we were given – Whatever innate ability was bestowed upon us to get to that point, if we don't find some way to express that and share it, mm-hmm. um, and I think so many of us are afraid of rejection and afraid of that openness that we that we don't, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that is that is part of the problem. We don't have the village elders that are teaching, that are that are that are showing the way. And we're all left to just figure it out as best as we can, and just like, well, just I'll just fucking Google that, or ChatGPT, or I'll ChatGPT. ChatGPT, tell me how to be a man. I wonder what that would say. That's a good question. I'm, I'm, I, I thought about I am it. One thousand percent going to do that. After For sure, there. definitely yeah. do. Um, yeah. That's and interesting. I didn't. But but, but uh, it's that okay? So there are so many things I want to say right now. <laughs> do it all at um, the same time. First of all. It's that curiosity, I think, that these that, that is the real value of these kinds of conversations, mm. right? Um, and, and this is a silly example of it, but curiosity, I think, is like it's the cure for boredom, first sure. of all. So everyone talks about how fucking bored they are all the time, and that's what the doom scrolling and, yep. the, and, and what the, the traps that most of us fall mm-hmm. into is we just – we stop being curious about – our ability about what else what else is out there that I don't know, mm-hmm. um, and so like I'm genuinely curious to see what the robot tells me <laughs> how to be a man. And yeah. you know what? Maybe it's good information. I, you know, I would be surprised. I, I would not be surprised yeah. if it didn't have some really good nuggets in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, that wrote that without having a living, breathing, face-to-face example to, to see and emulate, you can write it down, write the instructions. Just because I read the the manual doesn't mean I can do the thing. I, I said this on someone else's podcast. It's like, man, you can study up to be the best mechanic on the planet, right? You can know how to tear down an engine, how to do anything you could want to learn, right? You could have it in between your ears. If you have never in your life tried to put a bolt on, you have no sensitivity to what cross-threaded feels like mm-hmm. and or, or try to remove a rusty one sure or, and or the amount of the level of effort that it's involved or how long that eight minute task is could take when you can't 
when you can't unthread that. Sure. Yeah. Well, and so, I mean, imagine if you will, you're like, okay, you've got, you've got the guide, you've got the knowledge. It says, okay, this particular bolt, um, and this nut that goes on it, I've got to torque it down to this, you know, Mm -hmm. specific number. And I cross thread it, not knowing that it's cross threaded. And I yard that bitch down to whatever, you know, that spec is. Guess what? You got yourself some problems there. Yeah. Or, or at, at least, least future at least you does. The, or the second owner. <laughs> you know, yeah. and so, so yeah. you know, would, would we say Which, that guy is a proficient mechanic? No, because no. he doesn't have the real world experience to develop the sensitivity. And so that's where the, the interface mm-hmm. has to be a part of it. And I think we have removed that. It's, it's, you know, we have to have that analog component to really learn, to really become proficient in mm-hmm. anything. And I think we're, we're seem to be trending further and further away from that. And my, you know, what I'm trying to do is maybe nudge people a little bit back in the other direction and we take them out in the woods and fucking get going, do things. Yeah. You know, um, it, I think we're also, we're also trending toward more and more isolation. Yes. And like I, two, two silly movies that come to mind to me right now are the matrix and Wally. Okay. Um, yeah. Both examples of human beings that are not living like human beings. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's just, uh, that that does seem to be like what, it's never been easier to be average. Um, yeah. It's never been easier to live a life where you're like, you you live unlike any human has ever lived in history. In history. I mean, we, we, we think of our modern time. I mean, even since the advent of, like, let's just say electricity, mm-hmm. let's make that the the catalyst if we want to. Sure. Right? Um, that was a long time ago. We have been living in this this truly modern world where you can, well, you it, know. I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure what scale you're using, but like, I don't look at that as a long time at all. No, I don't know. Um, it, it isn't. Yeah. But I mean, but, 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 you know, when most people think about, you know, 17 and 1800s, that's, that's a, pfft, bro, carts and buggy, horse and buggy kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like that's inconceivable. I mean, think about kids today in a rotary phone. That's ancient technology. Yeah. Our, our, it's not long, but the, but the, the lens, scale is the lens exponential. Through which, yeah. The lens through which we look at time now, I think is just changing exponentially. It's skewing. Yeah. It's, yeah. and again, and I think it's because as you approach the event horizon or as you approach the center of the black hole, mm-hmm. it stretches and distorts time. Oof. You know what I mean? And, and, and is there no way out? No, you have to go through it. There you go. We've got to. We, I mean, yeah. it's unfortunate. It's I don't hole. know what's on the. Yeah, we got a wormhole. Yeah. I don't know what's on the other side of a black hole, mm-hmm. but it's certainly not nothing, mm-hmm. because it can't be nothing, because matter can neither be created nor destroyed, right? I love that. So yeah. you know, I, I think. But you can change. You you it can, you, it can change state. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, what's what's amazing about the human species is we can actively change our state beyond what most other um, life on this planet can do. And even to some extent, I don't think that that is, that is actually um, mute, a, exclusive to humans. I mean, trees will change their state. Um, animal, if, watch a horse. You have, are you familiar with, with very, horse very behavior? Little. You can see a dog. We'll use dogs. Um, you ever watch a dog just like shake it off? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. State change. Yeah. 
it was tense. It 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 needed to decompress, and it did that. Mm-hmm. How many of us as humans have a mechanism or or have built in a, a a pattern to understand like, man, my my state is is messed up because of this external environment. Well, that's the sensitivity that you were referring to mm-hmm. earlier. Is I think a lot of us we lose the sensitivity sure. when we become less human. Yes, and uh, and that's that's. I think at the at the core of things, that's what we're really trying to get everyone back to. Yeah. Either for me through movement or mm-hmm. you through through whatever um, the fuck the, it well, is I do. <laughs> well, I say, the, these events that we're putting back sure. together, mm-hmm. um, and which included some movement in there too, but more. And I like not, that you said we. Why yeah. would you do that? Oh man. Uh-huh. Um, but not not just the body, but mm-hmm. then also elevating into like you said the the, the mind, the spirit, mm-hmm. and uh, and maybe above. I don't know. Well, yeah. and, and and then I think it repeats. And then and then and then once we connect, mm-hmm. um, and I made that fancy little chart because I don't know reasons because I wanted to visualize and at least for the people because we're dudes and we like to compartmentalize. Yeah, need, yeah, need, yeah. Well, we, uh, yeah. And and I get nerdy and geeky and it's like we're daddies. We're da- <laughs> sorry, yes. I'm sorry. I would I was waiting for that to surface. Well, it was, that was the earlier. I know, like, I knew, I knew you were. Belly. I was waiting. Yeah, I was waiting. Oh man, I knew it was coming. For those of you was, who don't know. You you just can't understand. You can't understand. Uh. <laughs> um, hey, I'm I'm gonna wrap up a thought from earlier. Yeah, when please. I was talking about I was talking about community and and specifically the CrossFit community and me living in a bus. Yes, and yeah. uh, and I guess maybe a little bit more about that that journey. I never had any intentions to be a business owner. Okay. Um, I actually had a really really comfortable job. Where for seven years I taught exercise science online virtually. Nice. Where I had, uh, that was the the Volkswagen bus. Okay. Was the, the ability studio. for me to travel. Okay. Um, and and not be beholden to a, a single location. Mm. And so the the evolution of that was I bought a house in 2014. I immediately bought a uh, a gooseneck trailer to build a mobile house on, and then stripped it down, got it all ready, and went. Oh shit! I don't know how to build a house. And so I sold that and used that money to buy the the Volkswagen mm-hmm. bus that I, I I built up a little bit, but it never really never really came to fruition. Um, high speed internet wasn't as good as it is now then, and so there were some more restrictions around sure. what I was allowed to do than you know. I pushed the boundaries constantly. Yeah. And if anyone from that world is is listening to this, like, first of all, thank you. Um, but like. Yeah, what I didn't realize at the time that I was like on the forefront of of of, of this of idea. this online training, yeah, just phenomenon, just insane. Yeah. now, um, but I I, you know, you can only do so much through a through a screen. Yeah, um, although you can do so much more than I imagined. Sure. So, you know, that was I, the question that was asked often was, and I've, I'll eventually get back to the original point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how do you teach exercise online? Uh, or like through a computer, and I mean, really, what we're teaching is philosophy, yeah, um, and understanding, and and uh, you're learning biomechanics, and yep. you're learning physiology, and you're learning about nutrition and psycho- like exercise psychology, and 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 just human behavior, and you're getting the opportunity to interact with with people from all around the world, people that you wouldn't otherwise uh, ever ever yeah, meet. You're not limited by the geographic location, no. which has been pretty much the limiting factor of For human. All human yeah. You know, advancement is mm-hmm. like, well, you got what you got. God bless electricity. F- for sure. Yeah. 
Um, and I've actually, I've met more than a handful of students in real life over mm-hmm. the years, uh, either, either them coming to Phoenix or like I've traveled to go, to go meet some of these people and we've developed real relationships mm-hmm. because of it. Um, I've been to students' weddings and like, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and there's the, again, the human element, the community element which has been so important to me that. I, in 2016, no, sorry, 2017, the CrossFit gym that I was a part of, when they just, the owners decided that they were going to move on and they were considering closing down the space, I guess I got to use a different word. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Michael. Sorry, Mark. (laughs) The space Um, TM. Yeah. Uh, They were considering closing down the facility. I I just was like, hey, I can, I think I can do this. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they raked me over the coals, and I vastly overpaid for a business that I knew absolutely nothing about. Um, but I, I, I had conviction. Yeah. Right. I had a, I had a. I don't know what the word is now. Um, I had a responsibility mm. to the people who I, I, I said like I'm, I'm doing this for, and it was scary to be going from something that was com- like working its way towards being coming completely remote mm-hmm. and actually is now, I still have friends that are in that, that world um, to something that is brick and mortar and you are tied to this city mm-hmm. that you didn't grow up in, that you don't know a ton of people. In, yeah. Um, and, and, and I, I just went all in mm-hmm. and I, I mean, we struggled hard my whole first year. I maintained that full-time teaching job on top of Oof. learning how to run the business on top of how, trying to like, be a coach and then like I was now elevated above my peers because they were all just friends of mine who I coached with mm-hmm. that I now had to try and, and and I was a shitty boss, a really shitty boss and and they're not listening to this, but I'm sorry guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like I just I didn't know any better. Sure. And and I didn't actually at the time then have the skills necessary, the interpersonal skills. Mm-hmm. Um to, to really deal with my own problems, much less anybody else's, right. right? And, and you know, nine months into that evolution, whatever, is, is when I finally got sober mm-hmm. um, after, after an event that we had at the gym, and yep. I, I drove myself home and, and just recognized at that point that, like, this is no longer Too serving much. me. Yeah. yeah, and it was, man, it's one of the first things I ever quit yeah. in my whole life. You're not um, a quitter. Never. James Ellis is not a quitter. Fuck no. Um, to my detriment. Sure. Right? For, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. And as a young, as a young James Ellis, to the great expense of the vessel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, again, I, I, I said this, and it may come across as harsh, but it's like winners never quit and quitters never win. But if you never win and you never quit, maybe you're doing the wrong fucking thing. Mm-hmm. You got to reevaluate. You got to, you got to take a second and just yeah. look at it. Um. And so, like, I, I learned, I learned how to navigate that space, and and things got better. Mm-hmm. And you know, twenty seventeen was better than sixteen, and eighteen was better than seventeen, and and we were like again consistent trajectory upwards. There's a lot of ebbs and flows, sure. but uh, but it was it was overall net benefit, net positive, and we hit our best month ever, February of twenty twenty. Wow. Yeah, and I went on a ski trip. So that was, oh shit, okay. I guess I lied when I said I haven't been on vacation in six years. I've been on one vacation okay. in six years. Ski trip? Yeah. Cool. Um, with a, a bunch of my buddies from college, and we went to Banff, and it was mm-hmm. incredible. 
Um, and while I was at the airport on my way back home, was the, that was the first I learned about COVID. Mm. And, oh yeah. Womp womp. Mm-hmm. Really, and really takes the fun out of your, I think the wind out of your sails there. I think three weeks later, our governor told us that we had to shut down. Yeah. Um, and that was a Thursday. I remember it very clearly. Uh, and, you know, that same day, I gathered the the staff and I and we, we tried to devise a plan and I wrote a message to the membership and I said, it is our responsibility to provide a service. Mm. And if we cannot provide that service in the way that we're accustomed to, then we will find a way. And um, by Monday morning, 5.30 a.m., we were teaching classes online. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, nice. Because you already had the Exactly. Model. Yeah. Huh. Um, and so we gave our equipment out to members and we said, hey, as long as you continue to support us, we're going to continue to serve you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and this is not useful to us right now anyway. Sure. And so please, Have please, some. please take it. Mm-hmm. And for the, for the diehards and the young kids and the, and the hardcore athletes, we, we built a gym outside because oh, sure. luckily I live in, it's in Arizona. yeah, it was, it was March in Arizona, April in Arizona. It was gorgeous. <laughs> um, and so we, we rode it out for three months or so. And by, I know Murph, I think, was the first workout that we had done. So Memorial Day weekend, yeah. we were able to come back in. Mm-hmm. And like, and we were so happy. And we had like, we'd figured out this problem, right? And then I think three to four weeks later, there was a second round of shutdowns in Arizona. <laughs> and we were told once again, yep. like, cut it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you guys got to close. And that second wave is really, I think, what devastated the the fitness industry. Yeah. And, um, and I was confident though. I'm like, okay, we just did this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we lost maybe 30% of our, our revenue, but also the expenses went way down too. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, and, and so we just sort of, mm-hmm. we just, we figured it out. Yep. Um, we rode the wave a little bit and then rode the low tide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that second wave is when two other communities that I was close with, um, actually a gym that I had helped start in 2014 and then a gym that I, I had dated their head coach for a while and been to a bunch of their community events and very, very tight knit group, actually the original hammer CrossFit mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and good friends of mine who owned it. And I reached out to them and I was like, Hey guys, is there anything I can do to help? I mean, we're, we're, we're surviving pretty well. And, you know, they, they had basically said, they, they both worked full-time jobs, and so it was sort of a passion project to begin with. And then when the passion project goes from neutral to in the red, you have to start. And, and also both with families, mm-hmm. um, both with with children. Yeah. And they're like, we're we're out. We're, mm-hmm. we're just hoping to – we're hoping that this doesn't Cut hurt us losses, too bad, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was like, well, I can – I'll step in. Sure. sure. Um, like just, you know, like naively you. optimistic. Yeah. Um, that's a, you'll see that that's a trait that I, I guess I have. I, I think to some people, if you've met me at different parts of my life, you would never, ever, ever call me optimistic. Uh, but like, but when it actually comes to humanity, yeah, like I, I hold a very high standard mm-hmm. um, of what I think is possible. Yeah. And, and again, sometimes to your, to your great frustration and sometimes in the past and probably in the future to the detriment or the, the expense of the vessel. Um, but 
generally like now I think I'm I'm more sensitive mm-hmm. and I'm I'm able to see when this is no longer serving me and when I need to let go of it. Yeah. Um maybe that's what the 17 year struggle with alcohol <laughs> took you to get to. Yeah. yeah. Um and so so that happened and then literally so I short timeline this is 2020 June 16th I found out that Hammer CrossFit was closing. June 29th I signed the paperwork to own it, um, or to, to, to yeah, purchase it. it. Yep, yep. I also got, I totaled a vehicle that day, okay. but that's a whole other story. Um, I took over operations July 1st. We got, oh, so hold on a second. It doesn't matter. I took over operations July 1st when we were told again that we had to shut down. Yeah. Um, and then July 4th, Spark CrossFit, which is the gym that I helped start before mm-hmm. the one that I eventually came to own, um, announced that they were closing. And by July 9th, I had three gyms. Three gyms, yeah. Yeah. And so I went from, from one to three in that span of nine days. When it rains, it pours. Yeah. And uh, there are some other fun stories that, that correspond with that. Sure. But I... Uh, I had I had a responsibility to yeah. some people. Um, it occurred to me, mm-hmm. and sometimes it just takes. I'm a little slow. Sure. So I apologize. <laughs> um, you know, I had been. You you asked me what were we going to talk about on this thing. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. And then and then I actually got me to thinking. I was like, we can talk about anything. We've been talking all weekend, non fucking stop. I mean, it's been some really deep conversations, and and then you shared a, a wealth of insight. Um, that I found incredibly useful, um, not just in a personal capacity, but a professional with the business and, and savage gentleman. And I was like, man, I don't know. I like to come up with like catchy titles for this and just encapsulate it. And a lot of times it'll start on the front end and other times, um, it won't be until after, it won't be until I go through and edit and listen to it that Mm -hmm. I figure out, oh, okay, this is where, this is the, the, the crux of it. But listening to that. I realized, man, this guy is, among other things, an expert at building a community. And, and, uh, and, mm, okay. if not expert, you're pretty fucking good. I mean, you, you, you rallied all of these, you know, you took a, a terrible, bad situation and found a way to sustain and maintain communities and, and joking with the guys you know, at, at the thing. It's like, man, if, if, whatever, if you walked away from this, you're, you've just written a death sentence to all of these people because they have no outlet anymore, not to put any more weight on your shoulders. But, you know, it, 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 I think it just – you say it's not a community. Well, if that's not important and if that's not a community, I don't know what is. I, no, I guess what I'm saying, like I don't know that I would call myself – being an expert at moving a barbell – um, I know people who are real experts at building communities. Um, so I guess maybe I'm just not really like calling. Yeah, that. you're not there yet. Yeah. That's okay. And it, but that's it, okay. But it you is just something. Need, you just need more reps, and I'm gonna. That's exactly right. So, um, so here we go. Okay. Uh, do you do you think that there's how much do you believe in things happening about chance and coincidence? Uh, I think that. Uh, <laughs> I believe in preparation more than I like to plan. Sure. And I think that 
the universe, mm. whatever we want to call that, yeah, tends to tends to move people in the direction that they need to go. Mm-hmm. Maybe not always the direction that they want to go. Um, Quite often, a direction that they may be unaware that they are going in. Yeah, or for, why? For sure. Um, um, and all that to say, during that, I was like building a community with James Ellis. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could see that being a cool title for a podcast. And then... Building a um, legion. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. Fuck, that's what I need. I, I, I That's what I, we're trying to do here with Savage Gentlemen is build a community. But... I'm, is this a job interview? What is this? <laughs> it's just interesting that, you know, how that so closely aligned and, and whatever your level of involvement you you have already influenced it whether you wanted to or not in the conversations that we've had and you know this idea of for me on my path is is kind of letting things happen because I can't control it like I could have never suspected that like hey you know what you know who needs to be here at this event is James because I need him to help lend me his wisdom and insight on building a community so that I can chart a, a, a path forward in this area that I don't have a lot of experience in, in building this community of the Legion, you know? And, and, and some would argue like, man, you've built, you've built a pretty good community in the League of Savage Gentlemen. And I would say, yeah, for sure. 23,000 guys is nothing to sneeze at. And it's pretty productive mm-hmm. um, in our, in our closed Facebook group that we have. Is that 44,000 Instagram followers? Yeah, you know, we've, we've got pe- we've got some eyeballs, mm-hmm. right? But but to your point that you mentioned earlier in your online training, it's like, yes, you can do a lot of good in a digital realm, but it's never going to amount to what people can do in person, hence the, the transition that you made mm-hmm. to real-world experience, and hence the transition that we are make, have made and are continuing to build and because right now these events are really small, mm-hmm. you know. What I mean, we've got, you know, we we've got a handful of guys and and you know maybe a dozen people there total, mm-hmm. right? You know, I, in, in max capacity, like we can't. I don't feel like we can adequately serve more than twelve participants, and then whatever the personnel staff it, it needs yeah. to facilitate yeah. that. Um, and so this is really really small. There's not a, which means which is okay, and it needs to be. There's an intimacy there that that is required. But man, I think as we have identified and as you have seen, it's like, man, communities thrive when they're, when they're growing, when they're bustling, when they're, when they're healthy. Um, and when, when their members are contributing. Yes. Um, I, so we talked earlier about my, my mission, vision, values. Yep. Um, one of those, one of the lines in that is um, community requires contribution. Mm. Right. And, and. I pour my heart and soul into my communities. Yeah. And I think the, the, the area that I lack in, and that's why I would, I would not hesitate to call myself an expert, is I have a very difficult time. I mean, you talked earlier about the lone wolf dying. Yeah. Um, I feel like that sometimes because I don't, I'm not very good at letting people in. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that I'm not open and honest. No, no, but it's a skill. Sort of but uh, but it's, it's more, you know, I am also learning as I go. And I don't have, I haven't had hmm. um, a lot of people surrounding me who seem to want to grow something bigger. Yeah. Um, who who are who understand that like what we have is already great, but it will never be 
as good as it can what be. What it could be. Yeah. It, it, like this it, is this is this is the the paradox that I think we as men mm-hmm. experience is what we talked about at the event. And the whole the whole purpose, my whole agenda was to get guys to understand what you are is great. Mm-hmm. You know, James Ellis, you're you're amazing. Who you are is 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 all it needs to be. Yes, and, and there is also more. And so how do we realize that potential? Mm-hmm. And whatever, whether it's our individual selves, whether it's our family mm-hmm. dynamic, whether it's a business, whether it's any endeavor that we have, yes, and, and, and holding both of those, like, it's good where it's at. I, I'm content. But also I know that there's more potential and I want to fi- I have the curiosity to, to explore yeah. that. Yeah, you want to fuck around and find out. I do. Absolutely. In the worst way, in the best way. <laughs> On the extremes. On the extremes. In the best I, all, and the worst All of way. the fucking around I can do. Yeah. I cut you off. You were going to say something. Yeah, it's lost. Okay, that's it, fine. Into in the, the ether. ether. It, yeah, yeah, that, that, oh, that will happen. Yeah. We've spent way too much time together. Yeah, it, for sure. It, well, maybe I can pick it back up and post. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm uh, not editing well, okay, shit. No, so I said um, community requires contribution. Yes. Um... And I think that's oh, the lack. Oh, 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 oh the yeah. So realm. where I said that I lack, um, oh, okay. where I lack. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, not necessarily. Um, where I lack is my ability to communicate what's happening in real time mm. and to get everybody else on board with things. I am, I'm a self-starter. I'm good at, I'm, I'm a generator. If we want to go that route, yeah. right? What I need <laughs> is some projection. I need I need I need someone to amplify the signal yeah, yeah. or a team of people sure. to amplify the signal yep. and to to in in some ways like develop the curiosity enough to pick my brain to see what I've got going on that I'm trying to figure out right now and then see how they can be useful mm-hmm. and how we can grow this thing together. It's never I've never wanted it to be about me. Sure. But um but man, I know I have the tools. And yeah. I, I've said to some some other friends of mine, like, I would make somebody else a hell of a lot of money. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and, but really what that, like, I have a strange relationship, I've had a strange relationship with money mm-hmm. in the past where, like, you know, you look at, like, uh, it's kind of a gross thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But then also, like, that is a direct correlation of the number of people that I'm able to help, right? Um, like, so, so the more money I have, the more yes yeah the more people i'm able mm-hmm. to, to to influence right and and by purposefully keeping myself small i'm doing everyone a, a disservice. disservice yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um i going all the way back to i worked for lifetime fitness uh for 5 years and during that time i was i held all, i wore all kinds of hats mm-hmm. lots of different jameses um but my primary role was a is kind of a sales role okay um in, in the personal training world. So I maintained a, a, about 20 to 25 clients hours a week. And then all the other time was spent meeting brand new people and introducing them to fitness and saying like, hey, do you want to continue this party? Um, and I would, I sold ten to $15,000 a month of personal training um, for for a couple of years. Yeah, for um, a very large corporation. Yeah, a cool. bill, for a billion dollar company. Yeah. Yeah, and like our our staff did between three and four million dollars of personal training Jeez. a year, um, and I was twenty three to twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like I was a, a 
fucking train wreck. Yeah. I was living out of my Dodge Caliber nice. behind the Lifetime, um, showering at 4 a.m., yep. and then sweet-talking the, the girls in the cafe mm-hmm. to give me apples and peanut butter and chicken breasts for like $2. Um, and then... And, and training clients all in the morning, and then working out in the middle of the day, and then training clients all evening, and Making then drinking someone else fifteen thousand dollars a yeah. month, and then drinking at night, and and sleeping in my car, and uh, yeah, and no one was the wiser, right, right, um, that's unsustainable. I don't know if like, yeah. I mean, no, if, if you were curious, no, it's not uh, the yeah, best way surprise. to go through life. Yeah. Well, and 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 we've we. You and probably you, you can and you probably did trick yourself for a long time into saying this is okay, this is fine. Sure. Right? Because you have this one metric that was successful. Mm-hmm. Right? We we you you had you had poor incentives sure. to continue these bad habits. <laughs> Sorry, um, Mark. <laughs> it just this is a ripoff. I know. We're just we're just we're just I know these guys. Hey, uh, let me. We'll come, I'll come back to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so, how often do we look at the boxes that are checked? We fixate on the ones that that are checked or that we that we like or that the world gives us the cookie for, mm-hmm. and then we dismiss everything else that is a complete train wreck in our lives. Well, it's okay because you know I still got my job. I'm I'm I'm, I'm successful here. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's only a matter of time for these issues, whatever the underlying underlying foundation that is causing all these problems, um, runs uphill or downhill or however you want to build that analogy. But it's going to bleed in, and I'm sure over time, it it probably did until you had to make a very drastic change. And I think often we we can't project far enough in the future um, because we we have we're not. We don't have that value sheet to adhere to. We just, well, I have one definition of success. As long as I get there, that's all that matters. By any means necessary. And it's, it's, it's a very limited way. And I think guys fall into that. And then all of a sudden, everything comes, cra- comes crashing down. They had the wife, the kid, the cars, the job. But they didn't have the underlying foundation of knowing and loving who they were or who they are. And then poof, everything implodes. Yeah, things got worse for me before they got better. Sure. And and I think sometimes we, we have to go through that. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't – well, I don't, sometimes we have to, but I don't think we always have to. I think that, you know, we have this concept of life where it has – we have to get punished, mm-hmm. you know, and we have to suffer. And so if, if nobody else is doing it to you, then you'll do it to yourself. And you'll do it to yourself. But I, yeah. but I don't think that that's, but I don't think that that's true at all. I think we could, I think we could get where we needed to go without suffering. If we had, if we built the, fa- doesn't mean it'll be easy, mm-hmm. but like, I don't think we were put on this place for just everything to be awful. And you have to go through all this trauma and all these terrible negative things, um, in order to come out on the other side and be super cool. I think, I think under the Thanks, right, Daddy. you're welcome. Daddy. <laughs> Um, I, I think in, in a perfect world, we could, under the right guidance and under the right circumstances, that we could, we could get to a place without having to, to, to just accept like, yeah, my life is shit. That's just the way life is better deal with it. And how many guys just adopt that mentality and suffer in silence for 
I don't know, in, in 17 years an or indefinite so? period of time or until they become a statistic. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and this is where that openness and that community to, to, to kind of bring it back a little bit is so important because no one was close enough. There, there wasn't enough intimacy with anyone mm-hmm. to see that and be like, whoa, daddy, that's way too much. <laughs> Do you have show notes by chance? Not typically. Not officially? We, not officially. We got to – You I just want to let some context point, why when, so yeah, we're not ahead. being a couple of weirdos. No, you, it's your baby. Okay. <laughs> um, well, so <laughs> – Gosh. Why does that have to be my baby? You um, introduced it. This is your true. fault. Okay, so there's the, there's this Instagram page called Game Changers Show. Um, and I actually think it's it, it's probably a TV show somewhere. Yeah, it's just it's improv like, comedy. It's like whose line is it anyway? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like revamped. And there was a, a, a skit, an improv skit, where they said um, two, two guys hanging out but replacing the word dude with daddy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just... Look it up. The you won't funniest, be disappointed. Yeah, it's I mean, so we absurd. Crying. It's so absurd. I sent it to every every daddy I know. <laughs> All the daddies love it. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was it was phenomenal. Yeah, the best the best response. Um, you the daddy got, abides. Yeah, the daddy Berkey. abides. Yeah, yeah so shout good. out. Um, and 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 speaking of Berkey, you were gonna you were gonna mention something. I feel like about. Oh oh no no no! When I said friends. I was that's right. Um, well. Imitation Here, is the I'm best gonna, form of flattery. Yes. Um, and actually, so what's funny is, maybe I'll, go, I'll take this a few ways because you just said that and reminded me of something. Hmm. Um, I am now in a position where I'm going from learning, well, it's easy to look at it as I'm going from learning from others to teaching others, right? And shit, we can tie this to a lot of things. Um, because earlier yesterday, we were talking about the idea of like, we are always in this position where simultaneously we are teachers and students. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, um, and that, that, that kind of brings me back to uh, Ram Das quote, is we're all just walking each other home, um, which yeah. I, I love. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of there is always someone in front of me to learn from and always someone behind me to, to, to teach to. Yeah. And, and that sometimes we're walking different directions and that it's really, it's, it, it's a dance. Yeah. And that I can learn just as much from, from, the person behind me is the person in front of me mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yep. And they can learn from each other and yep. you get it. Um, so maybe it's not a line. Maybe it's a web. It's a polka. Whatever. It's something. Yeah. Um, it's it's not barbells, so I don't know how to dance it. Sure. Um, but uh, I am in a position now where I'm teaching young trainers, new, mm-hmm. new and up and coming trainers yep. things. And they will copy me, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And I sometimes, I immediately get frustrated because I'm like, no, I need you to develop your own voice, right? And I, I love, I love that you're, you're, what you're doing, yeah. but I love what you're doing and, um, and I want you to, to f- figure it out mm-hmm. on your own. Find your, find a way to say this in your own words. However, there's a, there's a spot of, man, we've listened, we've talked about a lot of things that I'm like, they're all tying back. There's a Spotify interview with an artist named Glenn Hansard, um, and he's a, he's an um, Irish busker. Um, I mean, just in, incredibly talented, one of the best voices I've, I've ever heard. And he talks about being a young artist and being like busking on the streets of Ireland, and how he's like, when you're young, you know, you grow up copying others. I think the question that was asked of him was, um, who who do you 
who do other people associate you with or who do you people think you sound like or yeah. whatever. Um, and he said Van Morrison. Okay. Um, because Van Morrison was someone that he grew up listening to and, and, and playing his songs. He actually has an inc- insane version of Astral Weeks. Oh, that's cool. just, it's so beautiful. Um, but anyway, and he says, I, I, think, I think that's how all artists um, start is by copying other people or all, all any cre- like anyone starts yeah, is yeah. by copying other people. He said if you put enough effort in and you give enough like enough time and resources to this, he's like if you're lucky, eventually you get your own voice. Yeah. And uh, and that's really I think where where the magic happens. And all of this nonsense that we've kind of came through to get to here is is now I'm lending my voice to this podcast and yeah. hopefully one of the three people who listen is uh, is going to get something out of it. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that, is, that is the hope. And that model that you just built there is, I think, the, the model for learning to become a man in that you have to – you can't just materialize it from the ether. It doesn't just happen on its own. You have to emulate. Mm-hmm. You have to see some other figure, right, mm-hmm. some other man – and and emulate that person until you find your own voice, yep. right? That's right? And 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 that voice will change, and that 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 doesn't. I don't think that that stops once you turn eighteen. You know, say you live in in you're fortunate enough to have a dad or a father figure that you can emulate, mm-hmm. and then boom, magical number. Because apparently at eighteen we something happens, um, and now you're a man. Go. No, I think that that continues throughout our life. And we will, like you said, student and teacher, we will see men who are, who are older, men who are younger, who are wiser, who are dumber. <laughs> um, and we will continue to learn by, by emulating them in some way because that is, that is how humans have evolved. We, we watch and we, we, we try to replicate and then we refine it. See one, see one, do one, one teach, teach one. one. <laughs> yeah, uh, and 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 again, you know this. Which idea, one of us is Ray Charles? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> we can Rochambeau. I don't. I, I'm. I can be Stevie Wonder. That's fine. Um, <laughs> blind leading the blind out here, but uh, you know, imagine, imagine how lost you would be if you were trying to observe yourself do the thing. That's what I tried doing for a long time. Right? Why, yeah. I want to learn by watching me. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Right? I don't think... Okay. Well, we can go real meta there. Um, I don't think it's impossible. I just think it's incomplete. I think that like, I can... I, I, I try to do this often, actually, is observe my behavior as if it's not me. Um, because I think that... I mean, it sort of like goes Alan Watts' direction of like watching the watcher. Um, of like, see, like, what are my natural tendencies and, and, and what patterns do I find myself falling into? But compared and, to what? Um, compared to others that I've seen. Others. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So that's, uh, other, that is, you cannot see your reflection find. without a mirror. Yeah, for sure. It's impossible. Okay, so no, you, you I cannot see, you're see yourself now. unless there is some yeah. kind of, I, well, or, or it's very limited, yeah. right? Like I can see part of me, but yeah. I cannot see the whole, I certainly can't see anything on my back. I can't see behind my own face. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so, 
you know, this is where that community element is important because those people in the community become the mirror. Mm -hmm. And, and now we can have a true, um, understanding, a, a full view of ourselves through the, that reflection that is given to us mm -hmm. in others. And this becomes a very reciprocal, you know, it's, it's it, the teaching student, um, seeing and being seen. Um, and, and the reflection of who I am is evident, not in me emulating you and watching you move. It is in the interaction. Like I, I can tell who I am by the way you interact with me. Mm -hmm. Right. I can tell if I'm being a fucking asshole, you're going to let me know real fast, mm -hmm. you know, or if like, oh, this guy's, I, I, I will feel, not only do I see it, but I can feel it. I can feel that energetic exchange that is being bounced back to me. And I don't think we go through the world um, looking at it that way because most of the people that we interact with, we don't give a shit about. They're mostly NPCs that, you know, that, that signal passes right through them. Right, but yeah. when we're in a real community with real people who have a vested interest, who do care, then that signal gets bounced off, and now I have information that I can do something with. Um, otherwise, it either one of two things I think happens: either we're completely alone, and it goes off forever into space. And so I just sent this out, and now I have no feedback. You're just broadcasting. I'm just broadcasting, but there's no, you know, there's no return signal, or I am so inundated with so much everywhere and mo most of it not mattering, which is I think where we're at in modern society today, that it's just too much static. Yep. And so there's information coming in, but it's, I'm so overwhelmed, I can't do anything with it. And it doesn't inform me mm -hmm. of what I need to know, which is who I am and where I am and where I fit and where, you know, where my potential is. Right. And, and this idea of building a community, this thing that you have done so well is something that I think is is lacking, and what we're trying to do with with Savage Gentlemen and building building our our league, which is the Facebook group, and then now extending that into these in person events, the Legion, and then now we're in the process of bridging the gap, where okay, we're, we've got the bookends, we're, we've started the in the extremes, right? But now we need to fill in, and what we this model that we talked about earlier is like, man. How do I build a bridge? I start on one side and I start on the other. And then as I connect the two, that ends up arcing. And so we, we actually lift up the middle. It, it compresses. And as we push together from both sides, it shoots up. And now we elevate what it is we're doing. And that's kind of the model that I'm that I'm trying to adopt. And, and something that you pointed out, and I will do this here in good faith because you it's a good bit of advice is to just maybe reveal to people how, um, how much smaller this operation, this savage gentleman, um, enterprise <laughs> is actually not, you know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's more of a popsicle stand. It's, it's, you know, it's myself and, and Matt Winslow, my business partner. And that's it. Like we are the company. It's just two guys. So, you know, when you look and you, you see, stuff fall through the cracks or it's like, man, the customer service, these guys need to get their customer service department in line. Um, you should contact HR. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to talk to HR. I, you, the bad, if everything you need to know about our company is that I'm the HR guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're Which fine. is why this interview <laughs> is happening. Hmm? Um, oh, son of a gun. Got him. 
and and so you know the 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 flaw often what we're doing is one i think not being as as clear with with the people who interact in our with our business that like no 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 yeah the website looks great yeah they're awesome pictures matt's amazing photographer i'm an okay model um i'm pretty cheap so that's the route we went with and and so you get this idea of like man this is a huge company you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're they're moving you know thousands of units a day and and they've got teams of people they've got a marketing team and they've got like no it's just it's just me and matt and so part of this community thing that we're talking about is realizing well if we're going to do anything with this that matters right we can stay closed off and we can keep it in tight and means it goes nowhere and affects no one or we can be open we can let people in and we can build this this business this idea this movement if i may be so bold um by growing the community and the way that we're we're letting people in is literally letting people in to my fucking house you know yeah. what i mean and coming on a field trip with with me and my son to pick apples with you know in, the, in his kindergarten class and again there's no obligation here i'm um, if, if anything, it's just proving the model, right. Mm-hmm. You, you, you've already helped more than, than I would have ever expected and probably more than I deserve. And so, you know, moving forward, it's, it's choose, you, you know, people can choose their own level of involvement. It's, it's project mayhem. That's right. Right. And, and you asked me, you're like, man, how can I help with this thing that you're, that you're doing? How can I help you with this leech? And I was like, I don't fucking care. You can be the CEO, the vice president, or you could, you know, just say, dude, I've had enough of your stupid bearded face and best of luck to you. You know, dealer's choice. Um, but I but I do, you know, really appreciate, you know, you kind of just rolling the dice and taking the chance and going from hiking the Grand Canyon, you know, in the morning, going, going you know, 24 hours rim to rim and then immediately jumping on the plane and showing up here to our event with no real deep understanding of what we were doing other than like, yeah, I like Josh. He's pretty cool. This ought to be awesome. This ought to be okay. Um, and, and, and willing to take that chance and, and share that openness, not with, not just with me, but with the guys at the event and now with the three listeners that we have remaining. I know. <laughs> oh, we're down to three now. Yeah, yeah, oh, we yeah. started it more, but yeah. at this point we're, we're, yeah, that's what, that's what I meant. Okay. Um, Oh, Thank you. <laughs> so, I've always been driven towards towards community. Yeah, and I, I both love and hate that word. Mm. Um, and the reason I left Lifetime was because I didn't feel like I was making enough of an impact. Yeah, I felt like I was just a number. Um, my like I said, I I call it a sales job. It was never intended. Like. It, it was never called that by the company. Sure. Um, but that's what it felt like to me. And I actually, I left the company as regional education specialist. And I, that was, I took that as to mean I was going to get to train trainers. Yeah. And, and, and increase my level of involvement. Um, but then what it ended up happening was like, oh, no, we want, we want you to teach them how you've done, how, do, how you sell so much training. Sure. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I, I give a fuck. And I, like... I don't know how to scale Just that. Just do that, yeah. Right, and uh, and they're like, yeah, well, but like, but like, show them the the method or whatever, and like, okay, I Give tried. Give a secret. I tried and it didn't work. 
Um, and I was like, okay, this is this isn't it. And then, for better or for worse, I had a family event that that brought me out of um, brought me out to Arizona. And then through a series of I'll call it luck or preparation or whatever, um, I ended up getting the the teaching position and thinking to myself like, finally, mm-hmm. I'm out of um, I'm out of the business world and I can get into education. And then I learned that I mean there are so many parallels. Yeah. That I mean it's it's disheartening to a degree, um, and and one of the things one of the main things that we did there, um, sorry not one of the main things but one of the things that sticks out to me right now is we started to do proactive student outreach, uh, where if a homework assignment was due on a Sunday we would call we would text or call them on a Friday and we would remind them hey don't forget you got homework due in two mm-hmm. days. And when we beta tested it, it was extremely successful, and, and like outcomes through the roof. Yeah. And then they systematized it, um, and within six months, it was useless. Yeah. Um, so it was just a generic automated thing instead of like. No, it so, wasn't. It still wasn't automated because okay. we didn't have the technology at the okay. time. So it was literally like me. Or it was never me doing this. Sure. Um, but we had instructors copying and pasting messages to their students. So because basically, got, the authenticity was lost. Is where it broke down. Yeah, yeah that's what. And I then was. it was like you know, week after week of like, don't make me come after you, or like some some generic message. It's like okay, it just loses. It's, it's white noise. It's yeah, nothing. Exactly, too much static, mm-hmm. too much input, um, and desensitized. Yep. So I realized like that's not it, and then like all it became was like the bottom line, right? And I always had this underlying CrossFit thing, where like these are people that I I legitimately care about and who care about me and who want to see me succeed and get excited about my my development and i went all in on that thing and 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 to the people in my community who are probably listening to this i could not be more grateful Mm. and i like i i absolutely i'm astounded that i've been given this opportunity um and i think that it's absolutely wonderful but what I've also created is a, a, a machine that requires over 400 bodies mm. in order to sustain itself to the level that it's at. Yeah. And of those bodies, a lot of people don't get what we do and sure. don't have any interest in getting what we do. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really it's hard for me who – there is no work-life balance. There's no uh, – again, life at the extremes. Yeah. Um, it's hard to care as much as I want to care about all of those people all to, of to the, the time. level all of the time. Um, and I would, I've been, I had my boss at the university asked me, would I rather, if given the choice, would I rather go deeper or wider? Mm. Um, and I, the answer is easy, deeper, always deeper, always, yeah. And, uh, And I've I extended myself out to three locations, and for a very short time, kind of four, we had a a, a hammer central that didn't work itself out, um, and I ended up closing one of the gyms last year in December. So I I kept all three of them open for two and a half years. I'm now down to two. Mm-hmm. This year has by far been the best. Like I think I had to expand. Mm. So that I and, and then contract so that I could gain an appreciation yeah. and an understanding of, of, of what how big was too big, yep. resensitize myself, mm-hmm. um, and get back to the things that mattered. And 
It's periodization. Yeah, exactly. Let's bring it back to fitness. You know what I mean? And and so that, and, and so the, you could take that and say, okay, well I found the left and right limits and this is where I stay. Mm -hmm. But you know, who's to say that you couldn't, you know, that's the, that's a detraining cycle, Mm -hmm. right? And then you can expand a a little bit more beyond what that original was, Mm -hmm. find the new limits based off of what you've learned and then contract again a little bit to find, okay, this is the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And so everyone wants to believe that a path is perfectly linear and, and you know from training, you can't. You can't just add five pounds to your snatch every single day um, indefinitely. Or week or month or... Whatever, yeah. pick, pick a metric. Like yeah. there, there has to be some deload mm-hmm. um, and we're not good at deloading because that's not sexy. Um, it doesn't, you know, I can't show you my deload bench press week on Instagram because dude, I'm not putting up three wheels and yeah. who wants to watch me bench press, you know, body lightweight, weight. body yeah. weight. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I try to be extremely authentic in my social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that, you know, hyper stylized photos and, and, and verbose language sure. and like, yes, it's real. Yes. It's me. But, but also, it's a facet. Like, it's, it's a snapshot. Just a piece. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to understand it's a snapshot. Mm-hmm. And I think people don't. They're like, you yeah. know. And and if you, I mean, what is a movie if not a collection of snapshots? Right. Mm-hmm. But the problem is what people don't know is you've got, you know, 100 frames that are missing between here and there. And so you're, you're skipping over. And I think. You know, if we can see it through that lens, then we then we can maintain the authenticity. But when we when the user doesn't understand that, then they get a they get a very um, distorted understanding of the of the storyline of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I think I think I mean take things full circle, right? Um, yeah, bring her home, James. You got this. Well, there's a lot that you can do in the digital space. Yep. Um, and in fact, I think that there are like there are so many tools available that are are remarkable. And I think that like we you know we like to condemn social media and we like to we like to shit on well everything, everything. that just seems to it. be yeah that's especially just fitness. popular culture right it, now. I've heard, I've heard that fitness is fucked from um, some. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love you, I, boys. <laughs> I just had, I just I just had to go all in at this yeah. point. Yeah. They're not going to listen to my shit anyway. You don't think so? Fuck no. What? No chance. Aw. They got better things to do. That's that's probably true. Yeah. It's okay. Um, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I love them regardless. I love Whether them Whether they too. listen to my podcast or they don't. Yeah. I love I don't, too, I don't Daddy. listen. I know. I love- <laughs> Daddy, you're the coolest, man. Um, um, no, but uh, so they're, they're – like I, I have – I use ChatGPT yep. Pro. Um, I use Grammarly Pro. And I use uh, Speechify. Okay. Um, so I, I pay for all of those services, mm-hmm. and they are uh, insanely beneficial to like my my production, my development, mm-hmm. like and and I'm just starting to get into all those tools and like because I'm trying to improve my communication skills mm. to the community that I care about yep. because I want to let them know I want to project the message, yeah, um, and let them know what's going on mm-hmm. and and get them involved and get them excited because what we're doing is so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, I have the unique ability because I get to see these people in person all the time to hammer those messages home mm-hmm. um, and and to get them to see like what that looks like in action. 
And I think it's really cool what you guys are doing um, to be able to start putting on these events to to bridge the gap between the, the digital and the, the live space mm-hmm. um, because I think that they're both extremely useful. It, it's, it, I don't think it, it needs to be an either or. It's, it's, it's a yes, yes and. and. Right? And, and, and that is what we're trying to do. And the more, the more I, I take steps forward to build this thing, the more I'm realizing this, this idea of community in that, and, and I knew that I had no illusion that I could do this by myself. And, and nor did Matt. It was like, there's no way we can do this ourselves. So we're, we've been slowly bringing in people. Um, Jeremy Roadruck, who you met at the event, and some of you guys may have seen some of the things that he's posting, is is absolutely brilliant guy. Um, incredibly unassuming. And then you put you get that guy in a stance and get him moving. And all of a sudden you're like, I don't know if I want to get punched in the face by this dude. Like, like we, we had him hitting pads out there and you're like, you know, he just went from like dad bod to, he's a gentleman know, savage. Yeah. He's a gentleman savage. <laughs> that one is, you know, and, and uh, so, you know, we've got, we've got other admin and moderators in, in our, in our league that, that are brilliant, in their own right and, and huge contributors. And then it's just this slow build of like, man, the more I interact and the more I try to expand it, the more I realize, well, there's gotta be more to support it underneath. I've got to have more structure. Is that how you build a fire thing? Yeah. One that you want to last through the night. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Weird. You learned that this weekend too. Yeah. And, and, um, you've got to give it some room to breathe. You can't condense it and, and compact it all yeah. as tightly and squeeze it and try to control everything. Um, sometimes you got to make some space and, and allow a little bit of airflow in order for that fire to really catch and burn hot. And, you know, the thing that I'm trying to do is figure out, okay, what, what is the ratio? What is the, what is the fire, the triangle, mm-hmm. right, for it's- you survival people? And there's, you know, we don't. We don't do a lot of the things at our events by accident. There's there's a, a decent amount of intention, I think, mm-hmm. in the the things that we do because they they translate so well. There's a lot of really useful uh, metaphors and analogies in in the activities, and and I I thought about just going in deep and having you describe the event, you know, mm. from your experience. I don't know that I want to do that though, because I think again it it gives people an idea, but I, but I, but I like the mystique. I like a little bit of mystery, and I think that that what makes it yeah. as effective is you don't know exactly what's going to happen. You don't know exactly what we're going to do. You have an idea, and I think this is what made it more profound. If I had given you the itinerary, mm-hmm. um, I, I I don't think you would have had the same experience knowing, you know. The sequence, the activities, and exactly what they were. I have to give a good enough general idea to get your ass on the plane. And then aside from there, I have to, you know, there, there's a level of trust where, you know, I trust that you're going to be able to handle what we're going to do. And you trust that I'm going to be able to take care of you and and steer and help steer guys, guide them to the desired outcome, which is, um, well, you tell me what the, the outcome. <laughs> I'll put you right on the spot. Here. Okay. Well, I'll start by saying the the immediately when I hear men's group, 
or uh, <laughs> or anything like that, it sets off alarm bells. Sure. And I'm like, this is bullshitty. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't associate with these types of people. Yep. Um, I'm not a self help kind of person. Uh, even though like I, I I love the space. Like well, I think we called we talked a little bit about it. It's like it's self development. Yeah. Which I'm I'm very much interested sure. in. Sure. But like that's for myself, and mm-hmm. I don't need to necessarily share that with anybody. Um, and so, like, I came into this, again, we mentioned earlier, I was like, hey, this is going to be really good for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I found was, I found that I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank to how I want to say this, um, it, it, but it's something along the lines of it comes back to what I was saying earlier of like, I have something to give. Mm-hmm. And I need a voice to to share that, mm-hmm. um, but I'm I'm simultaneously teaching and learning, and it's easy to overlook the amount of receiving that I, I give that, I, that you're capable that I'm of. capable of. Yeah, um, and I'm not, and I'm we're not, not good often, at receiving. No, I'm not comfortable mid. with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we never know. want to take in more than we're putting out. Exactly, and I think that becomes problematic. Yeah. And so, but I think that like we had talked around the fire one of those nights, um, the fact that we are concerned with that concept of, of I don't want to take more than I give mm-hmm. means that we probably don't have to worry about it because we're the type of people who like if everyone operated in that way, then man, it's just incredible. It's, it's, it's the contribution yeah. that a community requires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so that's the boom. That is the direction that we're trying to go. Is like okay, how can we build something that that allows allows men to allows men to make that contribution, um, and in turn allows them to receive what they what they need, and and mm-hmm. sometimes they don't know what they need, and they need. You know, nine other guys standing around to <laughs> to reveal that, and that's what it takes. And I think that's the way that it's always been, and we've just lost sight of that. So, trying to move, move, move the direction there, and open up that space for for those who know that there's more potential, but aren't quite sure where and how to find it. I think the answer is in building a community. Well, uh, I think that bird is telling us that it's about time to wrap it's this ready. up here. Yeah. Um, if they, if, if people want to sign up and go work out and do fitness things with you, or they want to see your um, mushroom pictures or whatever shit you do on your Instagram, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm not gonna fucking spoon feed anyone. Don't do it. Like yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Like, Fuck yeah! Like, I I never want to tell people either. Like figure you, it out. You've nerds. mentioned my name multiple times. If We've mentioned my find... business multiple times. If at this point you can't figure out where I am, then you don't deserve to. Find you're not me. ready. Well, we no, don't no, have. Just, hey. You don't deserve. You're just okay. not ready. You're okay, not ready. You're just yet. not ready. Yet. You're not there. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're fucking elitist assholes. I mean, we had to come full circle somehow. We did. We did have to. get There's no signs on my building that tells us where. And and wonder where you got that from. I. I had this building first. Okay. They're, they're, they're jacking your style. Um, James Ellis of Hammer Josh Tyler. Yeah. Um, dude, you're, you're, a, you're a cool daddy. I don't care what anybody else says. And uh, 
Man, I appreciate you taking the time for this. I appreciate you coming out and and sharing and exchanging. First of many. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Because he's we're we're signing contracts after this. You're just, <laughs> <laughs> I got a plane to catch. Yeah, you know, yeah. we you know, I, I'm yeah. sad. I, I'm sad to to watch you leave, but I am excited for your journeys ahead so you hate to see me go but you love, love to watch, to watch me that's yeah. right so for you guys thanks for sticking this out it was a journey it always is <laughs> um and we'll see you on the next one whenever that happens to be cheers all right cheers